Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the new release, Morbius. I avoided spoilers and waited to see this till it got home. I don't know why I didn't see it in the theater. Not really the reviews did it, because that doesn't really hold me back. But short version is, this is not as bad a movie as everyone has made it out to be. The memes are very funny, Morbin Time and all that. It's just kind of a disappointment. I think there's part of the movie missing. But it's a fine movie. It's better than some of the side Marvel Universe type movies. It's not far removed from a Venom type movie. It doesn't have a whole lot of depth. But it's fun to watch. That would be the short version. Fairly familiar with the character, being a huge fan of vampires growing up and a huge Marvel fan, uh, Morbius had popped into some of my Marvel, uh, some of the collections I'd had and, and different series and that kind of thing. So I do have a passing, uh, I, I know a little bit more about Morbius than I know about Blade, actually, until the Wesley Snipes movies, I didn't know much about Blade, but who's half vampire, half human, and a vampire killer. Morbius, on the other hand, is pretty much vampire. Watching this movie as neutrally as I possibly could, I am not the biggest Jared Leto fan, but I think he's a great actor. I think he sometimes miscalculates his roles. I think he gives 100%. I think it's like Nicolas Cage. But I think sometimes, whether it's the director or him or whoever, um, he doesn't always bring it home, but it's not his fault. It's not for a lack of him disappearing into some kind of role. You probably can imagine one or two of the movies I'm talking about that he's been in. Um, but in most other things, he's, he fits and he's great. He's a good actor. So aside from that and, and the fact that it, it really did tank at the box office, didn't do very well, um, I watched it, like I said, as neutrally as possible. Was never bored, and it was over quicker than it should have been. I got the vibe that this has been edited down. It was probably a two-hour movie or longer, and they cut out maybe a, a whole subplot. It's kind of what it feels like. I don't think anything's particularly missing. There's just not that level of depth. There's, it's pretty much surface all the way through. You get what you get. Um, the special effects are good. The acting is strong all the way around. The cinematography is great. It looks great. It's a killer 4K. Um, blacks. Are, it's a very dark movie, so that's a good movie to have 4K HDR if you have it. Uh, you're going to get that good contrast to be able to see all the details and the shadows and stuff, and which was fabulous. Um, it's got a great Dolby Atmos surround sound mix. So it's it's a competently put together film. But it's, if you watch it as a bad film, you will have a blast with it. It's going to be a new cult classic in that respect. A couple of reviewers that I like have said, if you watch it, you know, um, with all the humor that's not there, <laughs> that you're going to head yourself, um, it really is a very fun... And I can see that. I kind of popped in and out of that mindset while I was watching the movie. But watching it as a straight... Um, Marvel story that's not really connected to the MCU. It's connected to the Spider-Verse. Um, it's still interesting to see, as a side note, things in the trailer that's not in the movie. That's We've been talking about that a lot. Um, I kind of like it in, in a way. It means they fine-tuned the movie since they made the trailer, and maybe they wanted things in the trailer that didn't happen in the movie because they want to sell the movie, but they don't want to give things away. I like how they handled Michael Keaton's 
cameo in the movie better than what we saw in the trailer, specifically. No spoilers. It's your standard story of... of it, it, they play a little bit with time at the beginning. The flashbacks and the, and the history of him and his um, best friend, I guess, didn't take up as much of the movie as I thought. But it plays out exactly as you would expect it to kind of play out as the story gets going. Not exactly predictable, but yeah, I mean, but, you know, it just, there's no real depth here. And I think that's the difference between the three main Spider-Man movies and the other, like the Venom movies. I think the Venom movies don't have a whole lot of depth there. I think they're fine as what they are. Um, and this would fall into that category more than the Spider-Man movies, which have the added depth of being tied into the MCU and nods here and there and, and, and layers and all that kind of stuff. There's just not a whole lot of many layers to this other than, you know, good guy finds things. Should he be bad guy to continue being healthy? Um, not much is said about too many other people in the movie, and I won't either because that's spoiler material if you don't know what happens. I thought everybody in the movie was good. I thought the bad guy didn't get enough. There's only like one scene of him getting ready and getting ready to go do crazy stuff. They just didn't... He's a really good actor. They just didn't really build up that character much. Maybe that was part of the subplot that was left out. I don't know. But in ninety, a little over 90 minutes, it just felt a little short. It just felt like there should have been more. We escalate really quickly to... Pardon the semi-spoiler, but, you know, two people who were friends becoming not and enemies and then the big fight. It, it just that that kind of came really quickly for me. All in all, I enjoyed the movie and I, I will be interested to watch it again. The special effects of him flying, shooting around, being faster than human stuff. It's really well done. It's a new kind of effect. Um, almost like a paint bleeding thing that leaves part of the colors of whatever he's wearing behind kind of as a streak. As he goes, it looks really fast. It looks, it's interesting. Um, Daniel Espinosa, I believe, is the director. He's directed some fine movies. I just think this is probably one that feels like Sony got in there and tweaked it. Um, I don't know that for sure. I'm sure better uh, cinephiles than myself could find things like that. But it just feels like there's a layer, a subplot, maybe a character was excised. Not real sure. But it wasn't a terrible movie. Like, I didn't regret the fact that I bought the steelbook. <laughs> it looks great. Sounds great. Now we'll watch it again. Anybody who's into vampire movies, it's a different kind of vampire movie. And it's well, you know, like I said, the acting is all good. It's not like they made a terrible movie. It just is kind of disappointing. They had all these elements and great cinematography and, and surround sound and the colors and the, the budget and, and the effects and all that. And, and then it just, it just kind of plays out. It just could have been so much more. Maybe this is the first, and maybe they'll do more in Chapter 2. They didn't do a whole lot with Chapter 2 and uh, Venom. It was pretty much on par with the first one. Hopefully, if this gets a sequel, and I've, there's a rumor that it may now that it's starting to make money, um, I'd be interested to see more in this universe, this side of the Marvel Universe, or just add him now into Spider-Man movies and maybe into the MCU. That'd be cool as we're getting into the darker things from Doctor Strange and all that connective tissue. But anyway, so the, the review of the movie is it's not as bad. I would give it like a three out of five. It's fine. If it's streaming for free, it definitely, you know, you won't hate watching it. It's fine. Um, it's just you expect so much more out of a Marvel movie these days, even a fringe Marvel movie, and, and it is. So hopefully with Blade, 
I believe that's got full Marvel support. Yeah, that's that's not a Sony film. I think Blade is is full MCU, I think. Anyway. Morbius. Didn't hate it. Kind of liked it. Like parts of it. Like the character. Think they could do more with it. Um, PG-13 horror stuff still. I'm an adult. I can watch adult stuff. I know you're trying to go for a mass appeal audience, but it's pretty bloodless for a very violent vampire movie. He eviscerates some people. The bad guy eviscerates some people, snaps necks, and and does some other things, and it's all pretty bloodless for a pretty bloody vampire story. I'm glad with Blade they're going full R. It would be nice if we got a rated R Morbius, but they probably did not film it uh, to be a rated R movie, so that, that stuff probably doesn't even exist. But all in all, not a terrible movie. It's it's better than some. A lot better than some of the fringe Marvel movies. So check out Morbius. Um, it's available on home video. Uh, we'll be streaming soon, uh, probably on Disney+. Plus. No? No, it's Sony. So it'll be on one of the streaming services soon if it's not already. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to listen. This is the first podcast recorded on my new rig. Uh, I think I have most of the settings set the same for the microphone, same microphone, new computer. Um, we're recording at 96K, uh, 32-bit, and then we uh, scale it down from there so we can upload it onto the site so it's not a gigantic file that you can't stream. So this podcast will be going up shortly. Thank you for listening, and there's a lot more on the way. Mm-hmm.